to the Local Bar Podcast with your host, Chad Alexander. Come on in. We have a lot of friends we want you to meet. Well, hello there. From beautiful downtown Columbia, South Carolina, looking at right in the heart of Rosewood, this is the Local Bar. I'm your host, Chad Alexander, and of all the places you could be, you've decided to spend some time with us today. For that, we're incredibly grateful. How are you doing? Local Bar can be found on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Audible, all the places you get your good and bad podcast. Been around since 2015 doing that stuff. Uh, if you want to uh, keep up with us, uh, localbarmedia.com is a place where we are constantly working on that. I got something cool to tell you about that in a second. And uh, if you want to follow us on social media, easiest place is Facebook, uh, Local Bar Media. But if you want to contact your boy here, or if you got a comment, question, condolence, critique, whatever other C word you want to come up with, uh, for this or any of our shows that we have, you can reach us, chad at localbarmedia.com. We do have a new welding of family coming out today. It is a different one. Um, if you've never really met our girls before, uh, you, you'll want to check it out. It is, uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's a one-on-one with each of them. And it's uh, it shows you the difference b- between them. So uh, give give that a shout if you've never checked out Welding a Family. Marie and I do that show too. It's a it's a fun show that we do. Uh, a couple things off the top. Uh, I guess I should say hello Texas. It's nice to have you here. Uh, apparently our downloads in Texas went through the roof with the Hayes Carl interview. Uh, it's nice to to have you guys here. If you are uh, here for the second time. I really appreciate it. Please uh, set your standards low. You won't ever be disappointed that way. Uh, But we do appreciate any new folks that are following along uh, due to our uh, interview that we had with Hayes. What a a great guy. And, and again, shout out to his management team. They are absolutely fantastic to to work with. Very accommodating and one of the easiest interviews I've ever had to set up. And that was great. Speaking of Hayes, if you are in the Charlotte, North Carolina area this weekend, uh, on Monday, July 3rd at the Whitewater Rafting Center. Yes, they have a great venue for music there. Go and check it out. All the way from Houston, Texas, Mr. Hayes Carl will be playing. I believe tickets are still available. I'm not quite sure exactly how they're doing that. I don't think you have to buy an admission to the park to go. I could be wrong. If you tell them that the local bar said you didn't have to buy admission, uh, that will get you nowhere. So uh, just make sure. Make sure if you are in the area, uh, do go by. And if you see Hayes, if you get a chance to meet him, please tell him Chad said, "Hey, we're going to be off camping in Georgia, so I'm going to I'm going to miss that show." But I hate that. Uh, also, just uh, for any people that are local, I do get emails asking me to kind of give you guys uh, heads up about things. If you're in the Winston Salem, North Carolina area, um, there's our boy Don Merkle who does all the music for the show. We'll be uh, at the Gas Hill Drinking Room on July 8th. I don't know what that is, but that's a cool name for a bar. That's awesome. Gas Hill Drinking Room. That just, that, everything rings great about that. I love that. Uh, also, we also have talked about Joel Dolinger before. A guy's been on the show with us, a comedian that does a lot of work around town. And someone asked me about this. It's hard to get out and see comedy late night for some of you, and I get that. They do a comedy brunch at the Aristocrat. Uh, the aristocrat it is downtown columbia south carolina uh it's a great venue really cool place uh, and they're doing a sunday brunch uh comedy brunch he had a um uh, he had something at the trustus theater here in columbia the other day it was a super cool thing where he had some really big acts come in but then opened up an open mic afterward and whoever won that gets to gets to have a shot at the uh, uh, like one of the spots at the at the comedy brunch and uh, the dude won it and he's going to be there it's July 9th at the aristocrat uh, the aristocrat i always want to say aristocrat i think i think in this interview coming up i even do that at the aristocrat check it out Joel night uh, Joel night <laughs> Professional podcaster. This is why the Free Times wants you on their list. Um, July 9th at the Aristocrat. Joel Dolinger will be there. Tell him the local bar sent you. He'll he'll get you a good seat. Have you seen this dude that had the flight 
all to himself. There's a guy out of Oklahoma, and he was he was traveling. He's trying to get back to Oklahoma. I mean, and he was in Charlotte, and there was a layover because there's always layovers in Charlotte now. It's, it's so ridiculous. But it's it's the craziest story. He had the chance to get you know put up in a hotel like that. You know the stuff that happens. I mean, you, you get you get put on a plane. You, you don't make it. They say the plane's getting canceled. We'll put you up in a hotel. He decided to stay at the airport just in case something opened up. It'd been an eighteen hour delay. He was trying to get from Charlotte to Oklahoma City. They never canceled the flight. Or if they thought they were going to, because they put everybody up in a hotel, they forgot to tell the crew. So the crew got there. The ground crew thought that they were leaving. Everybody thought they were leaving. Somebody just messed up. So this guy who was dying to get back home, uh, his name is Phil Stringer. Said is the best flight he's ever had in his life. Had the whole plane to himself. Apparently, he put it on a TikTok. I have not watched it yet. This is WL. Let me give the right credit here. This is W-I-S. This is why I'm good at this stuff. Uh, well, uh, WCNC Charlotte, um, I think, is the first one to report this. But, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy story. It's, it was WLTX. Sorry. WLTX here in Columbia is where I was reading that. Uh, I can't imagine that. Like I, I, so I hate airplane travel. I hate it, uh, and not for the uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, dude, what do you think about airplane? It's not that. I, 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 I always feel uncomfortable on planes because I just don't feel that they're really that safe. I understand that they are. I understand that there we have days go by without plane. Cra- I do, a crazy fact about me: I've been in the airport while three plane crashes have happened in front of me. And I'm also the dude. I think I mentioned this not long ago. I'm also the dude who's uh, there's a there's a plane crash here in Columbia, and it happened right across the street from my house. I, so I've got so planes and I have a have a beef with each other. Like we understand that there's something that 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 we just don't jive with each other on. And every time I'm in one, I do get a little shaky. I, I've never been one to be extremely comfortable on planes. My dad, absolute opposite. If if he could fly. He would go and stand in an airport to fly for 30 minutes rather than just drive down the street 15. He would he would rather you fly him everywhere. Like, that's just what he likes. I don't like it. It kind of goes, like, think about this. When all of you were, now I don't say all of you, when there was quite a few folks out there sharing stupid memes, memes of that submarine, having crappy things to say about that submarine, the people that tragically died, uh, and we were laughing. There's all these people laughing at them. That's the way I am every time you get into a plane. I, 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 honest to God, every now and then I'll look up in the sky and I'll see a plane. My wife probably wonders sometimes when I'm just staring off in the distance what I'm thinking. I'm thinking some of the dumbest crap. But every now and then I look at that and I'm just like, look at those people up there. Look at those people. Instead of driving, they're just going to go and they're going to waste their money and they go get in that fart tube in the sky and it's going to fly somewhere and be all hoity-toity, but it could come crashing down any second. I mean, yeah, I was like, oh, it's got safety features on it. That submarine didn't. You're, you're 35,000 feet in the air. Your safety features don't mean crap. The good Lord and, and physics is the only thing keeping you up. I, I don't like plane travel. It's just a, if you can't tell. But I do. I, I would say that if I had a, a flight all to myself in a big old airplane where I could joke around with the crew and we could pop a couple of drinks probably. I don't know what they did, but I'm sure they had a, a good time from Charlotte to Oklahoma. Um, that would be that would probably be a, a flight to remember. I really dig that. That's I could fly that way. Not private jet. No, no, no. No, it's got to be uh, it's got to be uh, jet airliner, jet airliner, where I'm just uh, rolling on my own. I'd love that. My wife and I were also talking the other day about travel. Did not know this. There are Japanese flights. There are planes in Japan that have suites that have showers in them. Japanese airlines. No idea. Never. I've not seen this. I could be talked into being comfortable on that. Taking a shower. I mean, Mile High Club, be damned. I won't I, I, do a, a shower that high. Oh, that's pretty That's pretty awesome. I could see myself doing that. I might be able to do it. Anybody got a connection with a Japanese airline, want to test me and see, <laughs> see if I'd be good for good on my word with that? 
A um, couple of things have been going on this week. I'm really excited to bring you this interview. Uh, Wayne Cousins is joining us. He is another uh, local comedian, but I've I've kind of been saving him for last. And uh, I, he was one of the ones that I originally uh, wanted to have when I had the list of comedians I wanted to bring on. Uh, that, well, there's one more, that, but she's been on before. Uh, I, there, there's a list of comedians that I wanted to get, and they, they all have different, uh, very unique uh, things about them. Wayne is the one that I knew I needed to bring on last. And uh, if you have not heard of him, you do need to look him up. He is uh, in the... In Colombia, he is a working comedian. He does work around the area. He does work regionally. But he also uh, is known in this area for his Twitter account. We talk about this a little bit on the interview. Uh, I, I knew he was pretty funny. I followed him on Twitter. I didn't realize how many people do. Uh, I did a little bit of research after the interview, and I was actually quite blown away. Uh, if you don't follow uh, Wayne Cousins, it's Cousin Wayne. Uh, on Twitter, it, I, I highly recommend you do. He's a very funny guy, um, really cool, uh, really nice to talk to. Can't wait to bring that interview to you here in a second. But first, I want to talk about something. I put something up on Facebook yesterday, and I think, I think, I think some people got got the wrong wrong idea. I, I'm not really that serious, uh, but I do have to tell you, there's something funny. the The Columbia, South Carolina. There's a paper here in Columbia. Uh, the Post and Courier, they own like another paper called the Free Times. And it's a free paper where they have uh, people that go around and give you reviews on restaurants. Uh, it's a lot in the arts district, you know, music, stuff like that. And they have a best of every year. best, And they go through everything. Best uh, news anchor, all that stuff. And every year I put a little blurb out there on the social medias saying, hey, it's time for y'all to get Best of Podcasts. It's time for you to do that. Put There's a lot of really good podcasts that come out of Columbia. We need to do that. And hoping that somebody would get some notoriety with it. So uh, you'll hear in this interview that Wayne says that they did that. I had no idea. I've gone back and did some research, and I saw that your boy wasn't anywhere nearly mentioned in any of them. So I put kind of a funny message up there about it. Now... There's something that, that I, I want to talk to you about this week that I think is very important. And uh, it's something that that I think any of us can pull from um, notoriety uh, or, or anything like that. There is a certain feeling I have about those types of awards. There are awards and there's notoriety that I really appreciate. There's awards and notoriety that I really I appreciate, but I don't I don't really care for it, and it doesn't it doesn't really matter much to me. I, I hate I, I hate to say that because there are people that that there are some things that they, it really matters to them. I I don't mean to sound like I'm putting it down, but there's something I think sometimes we get off track with when we're looking for what we think of as success or notoriety. And we kind of take our eye off the ball. We don't look at the the whole big picture. And the the Columbia Free Times is a great example of both both of the both sides of that. Um, and no matter where you are, including all you over in Texas, how you doing? Um, we have and I, yeah, shout out to my boy, my boy Hank Thorpe, that's had a a podcast that all. Uh, uh, all of the above radio in Dallas for so long. As I know a lot of you Texas people have been here for a while. Just saying, a whole lot more Texas people showed up. Um, there is something, no matter where you are, that I think we can kind of uh, glean from from awards like that. And something that we, when we sit down and reflect on it, it may tell us a little bit more about ourselves that we need to realize. And something like that happened... Uh, not not long ago for me, and and it, it came back again this week, and I saw it in in my daughters, and I want I want to share that with you. But first, my interview with the very funny, really cool, extremely nice Wayne Cousins, and I will talk to you on the other side of the break. Size. 
I've had uh, plenty of comedians on the show um, over the past years since we've been on here. I think Don Gray out of Los Angeles was the first comedian we ever had on here. Um, oh, wow. I've, had, uh, I've really enjoyed having a lot of local folks on. I've got one of my favorite ones that I honestly, I think I've only seen non-open mic, if I'm, if I'm remembering this correctly, one time. But I, I bet there's not someone at an open mic I enjoy more than this guy that's on the show with us today. Mr. Wayne Cousins. Wayne, how you doing, man? Hey, good. How about you, Chad? Man, I'm doing the best I can today. It's great to be able to talk to you. What um you've how long have you been doing comedy? Total and and how long have you been doing it? Are you from Columbia originally? Yeah, from Columbia. Um I started about 2011. Um and uh basically, you know, when when I started, it was you know, we didn't really have anywhere to perform, maybe like one place that did a, a music and comedy open mic. So, uh, you know, a lot of the or a lot of the, the locals that are still in the scene with me now, you know, that I've known for a while, we kind of helped build it up into, you know, a reputable scene, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, we've talked about it on the show a lot. I, I think Columbia, out of all the places I travel, I'm more impressed with what I see in Columbia, especially as a group. There, there's certainly some heavy hitters in this area that get tons of notoriety, but you know, you you can go a lot of places. You can find you can find comedy almost any night of the week now. I'm sure. I'm sure if you really did some digging, you could really find it. So, it, it is pretty. It is pretty crazy how it's taken off. What got you into it back in 2011? You know, I had uh, I'd done a few like. Um, like sketch comedy things in college, you know, made some videos and, uh, and, and I liked it, but I like being able to not have to, you know, rely on anyone and just be able to go out and do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, like I said before, I think I've seen you and correct me if I'm wrong. I think I've seen you at one of Allie Johns's things maybe once before, maybe it was one of Topher's things. I can't remember. I, I know I've seen. I know I've seen at least a ten minute set of yours, but a yeah. lot of times I've seen you at open mics. Now here's here's the. I'm just gonna go ahead and let the and open up the kimono here a little bit. Let every, let the audience know what 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 why I've been dying to talk to you. Here's the thing. I've, I go to watch a lot of open mics, and at open yeah. mics, it's just people that do their sparring. I mean, they get up there, they're trying new material. It's people that have never done it before that want to give it a, a, a shot. It's a, it's a good it's a good it's a good mixture. In Columbia, I believe out of anywhere else that I've gone, the people that, like you, that have done this for a while are more supportive to somebody brand new in, in those in those instances. Plus, at, especially at places like the Art Bar, you have a lot of local folks that want to come out and see open mic, which is which is kind of cool. It gives you it gives you it's not hey you're just performing for other comedians. You, you get a you get a, a, right. a good audience. I, one of the things uh, though that I cannot I've told my wife this probably after every time I've seen you at an open mic. It doesn't <laughs> matter if you're on or not, if your jokes are working or not, if you don't like where you're going or not, you you still play to the room. And you get a rise out of everybody somehow. <laughs> was that something? And, I, and I'm going to ask you to brag on yourself for a second. Is that something that you've inherently just always done, or is it something that you looked at and said, "Hey, you know, the bulk of what I'm going to be doing is open mics, so I'm going to make them some kind of performance." Like I, I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but it does seem like that when I watch you. Is is that something you notice about yourself? I do. I definitely, you know, I like to. I like to try to bring a lot of energy into it. You know, I mean, a lot of times at an open mic, you're going to see, you know, newer people that don't have, you know, the most stage presence. And you go through about four or five of those and the crowd, you know, you can tell is maybe a little tired or, you know, just not into it. So I kind of, you know, I try to go out and, you know, get people into it as much as I can. Um, but yeah, I guess I am a little bit of a, you know, song and dance man a little bit out there. I like to be animated, you know. I mean, my uh my uh persona on stage is not really what I am in real life and I think people are always kind of weirded out by that a little bit, but <laughs> yeah. Um now, nah, you know, you're get you're getting two beers Wayne up on stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> 
credit and have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> Here you is. It's not it's not the same as salesman Wayne during the day or you know, it's it's a mild-mannered uh, uh cousin Wayne walking around. It's a, it's a completely different one. What um when you look at uh, how you craft stuff, you know, I, one of your favorite bits is the one is the one and, and I, I'm not even going to try I'm I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to prompt you on a little bit because I can't even deliver your opening on it without without laughing. You talk about uh, going through a, the 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 school speed zone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so does, does the 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 bulk of your comedy come from like you just like seriously just driving around town stuck in traffic? You're like ah, that's kind of stupid. Is is that where it comes from? Like how does the how does the whole uh, writing process hit you? Uh, yeah, I would say, you know, I'm definitely kind of a more observational guy. I don't love to tell like too many stories. A lot of guys are big story guys and I admire that, you know, I'm just not naturally great at stories, but, um, yeah. So you were asking like, where does it come from? I think most of the time, uh, first of all, you know, I need to be better about like sitting down and writing. Um, you know, I've gotten, I've gotten a little lax with that, but a lot of the times, you know, I think Twitter is, you know, helped me, uh, you know, just keep writing at a steady basis and stuff. Usually, you know, if I don't have a big set list planned out, I'll kind of go through some of my recent tweets and just try to really expand those. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I've never thought, I've never heard, no one's ever said that before. I've never heard of somebody using that as kind of a scratch pad, but that, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to be funny on Twitter, so, you know, sometimes I'll be like, maybe this line has something I can go off of, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. What What does it take? You know, you've been doing this since 2011, so you're good You're good 12 years into this now. Um, yeah. Hitting that, like, you know, performing. You know, people, people I, I was talking to somebody, I was actually on a cruise a, a couple weeks ago, and there were a couple of comedians on there. One, from what I heard from everybody else, was hilarious and fantastic. And then me and my daughter went to see one, and he was no, no offense. I'm not gonna bring his name up because I don't want to like hate on him or anything. But he was <laughs> he was terrible. He was terrible. And I'm sitting there like, you know, this guy, this guy's got a good chance here. He's got a chance not only to make some money, be on a cruise for free, but also, you know, you put his name out there to people that may want to book him. Or you never know who's gonna be on a big cruise ship, right? Oh. And, and I, I was thinking about it, like some of you guys that I see here in Columbia, I'm like, what does it take to work your way up? I mean, yeah, yeah finding the promoter, finding a manager and stuff like that. Sure. That, but that's that's any creative line of work. You want to you grab somebody to do the to do the work for you. What does uh, it yeah. take to go from like doing where you are doing doing stuff that you're doing now and, and, and moving forward? How, how does a comedian move through those ranks? I think, uh, you know, there's different ways to go about it. You know, a lot of people will spend, you know, a few years in a smaller scene and then try to move to, you know, in Atlanta or Chicago or, you know, California, New York, something like that. Uh, and that's definitely a way to do it. You know, you know, a lot of people, they get shows to run out there. And basically what I've found, uh, especially when we started, you know, we used to drive to the you know, the cities around here, Greenville, Charleston, you know, Asheville, stuff like that. Uh, and if you, you know, you meet the people running those shows and then if they, you know, if you do well on their shows, you know, they'll probably ask you to come, you know, do a book show or something like that. Um, I think that's been my best way to do it. It's just, you know, meeting people, being friendly, you know, and then they can come do your shows, vice versa, that whole deal. But, uh, but yeah, with the cruises, you know, I mean, I've heard about people getting on cruises and there's there's definite ways to, you know, I mean, there are like these little sort of like and uh, comedy festivals, especially, you know, a lot of bookers are out there watching and stuff. And I need to be better about, you know, trying to enter festivals as well. But uh, sometimes my laziness gets the better of me. But <laughs> right. yeah, you know, I mean. There's there's different ways about it, that's for sure. But I think you know, networking, being funny, and being nice are, are probably the most, uh, maybe the best ways in my mind. I don't know if they're the most trustworthy, but you know. <laughs> what well, um, one of the things you you mentioned going on the road, and um, I want to talk to you about that about some things that happen on the road. But it it got my mind racing, and it reminded me of something the other night. We had a 
We had a guy. This is a few weeks back. It may have been. It may have been back in May. And there's this cat. We were at the art bar, and there's a guy that was kind of heckling somebody before you got on there. This dude kind of stood up, and he, he wasn't too bad, but he's just kind of. He was obviously just too drunk and didn't know what he's doing. Yeah, you got to remember that. Guy. Yeah, yeah. You 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 did a good job with him, and and I think Christian came up right after you, and it was like if if Wayne wasn't polite enough, <laughs> let me tell you what you need to do, dude. And it was uh, it was pretty funny the way you guys handled him. What's the <laughs> You know your your humor, as you know, it, it's not. I'm not going to try to pigeonhole you into anything because I I don't think you really kind of fit like one type of thing that I could do that with. But your humor is not very invasive. Like you, if you are talking to the audience, everybody's still in on the joke. But I know you probably have to deal with hecklers every now and then. What's the what's the worst situation dealing with a heckler you've come across? Oh man, I always I think. Uh... Usually with a heckler, I mean, there's a way to try to, you know, make it funny for you and then make everyone hate them sort of deal if they're really bad. Right. Uh, but one guy who really, <laughs> he kind of stopped me in my tracks one time because uh, uh, we were up in uh, Anderson, South Carolina, doing a show at the Mellow Mushroom. <laughs> and wow. uh, yeah, very, very nice digs, you know. No, they were sweet. It was a, it was a good show, but uh there was this one guy who like he he kept he was a little bit older uh, maybe maybe a little mentally challenged i couldn't tell but uh he kept like repeating my punchlines after the jokes and i you know uh tried to cheekily tell him to you know okay all right thanks you don't need to talk right now or anything that kind of thing yeah uh, and he kept doing it and i i felt bad afterwards but i kind of got uh, maybe it was a little too harsh. I was like, shut up, man. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> but the worst part was that. How creative. That, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I mean, I just didn't know what else to do. Sure. And yeah. the, the craziest thing was like, he was like, you don't tell me to shut up. You don't tell me to shut up. Oh he's God. like, I, I know people in this town, that kind of thing. <laughs> he, oh, my he, God. He eventually said, like, my grandfather built Clemson or something, uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, which, as a Gamecock fan, typical right. Clemson fan, I'm sorry, but no, I'm just joking. But anyway, so after my set, I was sitting down, you know, just like I was still a little bit shaken. I don't know. The guy just weirded me out. And uh, he looked at me and mind shooting me with a shotgun from across the room. <laughs> no, he did not. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. He had a mime pistol and a mime shotgun in case I didn't get the, the message the first time. But <laughs> after that, I was like, all right, maybe we should just let's let's go right after the show. Let's, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's like, get the fuck out of Anderson. Yeah, it's like, sorry, guys. Uh, we're, we're not going <laughs> to we're going to stop anywhere on the way home. Uh, and we're going big roads the whole way. Yeah, exactly. Like this guy had talked about how he had like a helicopter or something. I don't know. He was a fucking weirdo, <laughs> but. <laughs> But those guys can be scary too. You know what I oh, mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it, so I think yeah. Have you ever? Has that ever happened? I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to say too much about it. I, I don't want to promote uh, anybody's thinking to think it's okay. But has that ever happened? When you've been on the road personally, have you ever seen somebody like even get confronted by um, by someone after the show, or is that 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 just not something we see around here? I yeah, not really. I mean, I, well, I think most of the people that are going to be on you know, a book show or, you know, they're kind of, I think they're probably better at dealing with hecklers now. And I am now, I mean, this was a few years ago, you sure. know, probably, yeah. probably like over five years ago, but, um, uh, I think that's a good skill for a comedian to have is to kind of shut them down without making it into a fight, you know, but, yeah. uh, so, you know, you don't see too much of that. Not what happened a few years ago with the, uh, what, the comedy house where the guy swung a, yeah. a mic stand at the dude. Yeah, you know? I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, thankfully, we haven't seen too much of that, but there's always some weird assholes in the crowd, you know. Well, when you, if you drive around and you do shows, though, with, with guys that are imposing like Topher Riddle, you probably don't have many people, you know, messing with you. So. Hey, yeah, there you go. Topher's my muscle. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So you, speaking of Topher, I know that y'all. I know that y'all are friends, and you've you've done some stuff together. Have y'all y'all traveled on the road together anywhere before? 
Yeah, yeah. Me and Topher have done uh, a few shows around the, you know, the Southeast. And we actually, me, Topher, Jen, Joe Coughlin, and John Gibson actually went on a, a oh, pretty wow. good little tour. Uh, yeah, maybe, I don't know when that was. That was a while ago. It must have been maybe like 2014 or something like that. But, uh, you know, we were pretty much all around the Southeast, you know, like, uh, and we got, to, that was my first time being in, um, New Orleans. So, you know, it was a good little tour. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's like, you know, for people that don't know, I mean, I think, you know, Topher and Jen have been on the show before. So people are at least familiar with that, but, but that's a good group going around. Uh, that's a, that's a, that's pretty good, uh, representation of that comedy that I brag about seeing all the time around here, man. That's, that's pretty good. What, are y'all, do y'all have anything? Anybody dreaming up any tours or anything anytime soon? Y'all, I, I've heard, I've heard word that there could quite possibly be like a comedy festival here in Columbia. Is it, it, do you know anything about that? Is that something that might get some legs and actually happen? Uh, I hope so. I know uh, the guy who's uh, trying to plan that has been talking about it a lot, and uh, I guess I don't want to say his name just in case it never does happen. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, he's actually been booking a lot of shows around town and he's, uh, you know, I, I got a lot of respect for show bookers because it takes so much energy and, you know, uh, time spent and just basically for little to no return, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. the, the, you know, the place might pay you a little bit, but nobody's getting rich off comedy show bookings at breweries, you know? Yeah, so. sure. It's truly, uh, it's a hard job these guys do, and I, I love them for it because I don't want to do it. Just, you know, put me on the show. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. You know, um, a lot of times, you know, when you, when you hear interviews with comedians, people will talk about when they bomb and stuff, and, and it, it seems to me that the answer, or at least the, the, the conversation always goes in the same way of, like, you know, you have to get past that, everybody does it, and all that kind of jazz. But I am curious, and again, I, I don't mean for you to – get on here and fawn all over yourself. I'm not asking you to do that, but what, what is it about a show, not a show where you bomb, but what is it about a show where you feel like you did it really well? And you feel like, man, that that's what I wanted the show to be. Is it something that you have in your head before you walk out there? Or is it just an experience that comes over you that can come out of, of nowhere? Or is it both? Like what, what is it that defines a show as a really, I'm not talking about good. I'm talking about a really great show for you. I would say, uh, you know, you want a good crowd, first of all, obviously, you know, I mean, you want people that are ready to sit and listen and, you know, enjoy and laugh, not people that are talking, uh, and then, you know, basically uh, just some days you're on it, you know, some days you're not quite on it so hard. So uh, I don't know what uh, other than like a good crowd, you know, like I, I kind of feel like every performance should be different. You know, I mean, I don't I don't like to go out and just do the same five minutes every time. You know, I like to try to find something different. So I guess, you know, some people just vibe with me real hard and you know that's what that's what makes it fun but because you know i mean i have some i have some sexual material you know i mean some things people might not want to hear you know? yeah <laughs> so uh, yeah, right. if i can find yeah like a great room you know good people that's that's all you really need yeah yeah what uh your favorite place to play around here what uh, you know what the you know, this isn't to make anybody mad, but I'm just curious. What rooms tend to be the better ones around Columbia? I would say, well, definitely our bar has got to be at the top, um, you know, because that's that's a very consistent. Uh, it's once a week, Tuesday nights, and that's an open mic, you know, but they do do some book shows there. But I, I mean, I tell you, when we first started doing stuff at our bar you know it would be mostly comedians sitting there and you know like a few friends of comedians and now i don't know what it is but tuesday nights at our bar i mean the place just packs out and they're they're ready to listen and you know i, I love them for it so i would say our bar probably number one around here um columbia craft i like performing there they have a good book show that my buddy ryan easterbrooks uh, he runs that um, let's see. We used to do some pretty good stuff at New Brooklyn. Uh, and I think there's going to start being some comedy stuff, uh, 
at their the attic lounge right near there, which used to be Red Door, which is where yeah. I actually started. Yeah, that's where I started doing comedy. So, you know, hopefully that'll be fun. My, my wife's yeah. thought about that. That apparently was a, a hell of a room back in the day. Some great musicians would come and play in there and stuff as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, like, that was... Red Door was really like our, you know, little clubhouse as comedians because, you know, we had a buddy who did comedy who, you know, owned part of it and all that. And yeah. I mean, we just we just kind of owned that place for a while and it was sad when it had to close, but you know, that's the way it goes, but uh but yeah, I would say right now at the top of my mind's probably Art Bar. I mean, it's just it's such a good room. People come from you know, Greenville, Asheville, Charleston, those cities again, and just, you know, they marvel at having an open mic with an actual crowd. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 That, that, the art bar one is different. I mean, you know, when I've gone up to, is it, it's coffee underground up in Greenville, um, oh, yeah. or I hit the, the Sparrow down in Charleston, you might have a smattering of people that come in, but Man, each time I've been to the art bar, it, it is like you're playing to a room. I mean, you if you're starting out, you don't have to worry about this, you judgy comics up there just judging what somebody says, not laughing at your joke. There are people there. There are actual people that you could fool into thinking you're funny for five minutes. That's a that's a really cool room. Um when it comes to when it comes to comedians, you know, a lot of times musicians will talk about people that they get inspiration from. I don't really hear that a lot from comedians, I, and I don't know why. I mean, every now and then some will, will get into that, but it's not something that 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 organically comes up out of conversations. Do you have comedians that you look up to and you really appreciate it, or were you just kind of a fan of comedy and you just kind of found your own way? Yeah, I I do get asked that sometimes, you know, like who are your favorites and all that, and I think, you know, I – uh, for someone who does stand up, I actually kind of gravitate more towards improvisers for entertainment. You know, I, uh, I listen to a lot of like comedy podcasts, but none of the, like, uh, none of the ones that, you know, like Theo Vaughn or some shit yeah. that people do, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't love hearing standups talk too much, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, yeah. just give me the jokes, but, um, what are we talking? Oh yeah. The comedians, um, I, you know, I like some, I like the off-brand sort of guys. Uh, and one guy I th think is probably my favorite is uh, uh, Greenville Boy, uh, who's out in L.A. now, but Rory Scovel. Um, he, a lot of people don't know him by I, name. But, I didn't yeah. know he's from Greenville. Oh, yeah. Yeah. His, uh, his brother Chaz was in the Greenville scene for a while. I don't, I don't know where he's been lately. I think he might have moved, but um but yeah, no, like, uh, and I'll always support, you know, a South Carolina boy too. I, I have a, a dumb affinity for that kind of thing, but, um, but no, I mean like Rory is, and I was actually lucky enough to open for him for three nights at the comedy closet before it closed down. And that was, those are some of my most favorite shows. I mean, he's just amazing. I think. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. It's, uh, you, it's funny you bring that up about podcasts. Who's the guy. It's killing me now. He he was a writer for a long time. He's big. He's all on my Instagram feed. So whatever it is about my algorithm, he's there. This pretty funny dude. He walks around real slow, and he talks like this. He's got the slick blonde hair. Oh gosh, it's killing me. He, he he's pretty big right now, and he was on a podcast, and he was talking about how he's got, he's got a show with another guy, but they talk about sports, and his his okay. old take on it was. That podcasts are killing some comedians' careers, and they didn't realize it. Because what happens is, is people will go to your podcast to hear your show and your bit. But kind of like you were saying, hey, you know, here's two beers, Wayne, and then here's Mr. Wayne Cousins, and uh, or excuse me, Mr. Cousins is what I meant to say. Um, and uh, you know, you you don't expect that, and when you go, it, it kind of gives you a well, it's it's not as endearing as you think. It's a separation, and it's. His point of view was that it's hurting comedians. Do you do you feel that that would be the case, or does it depend on your fans? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess it all depends on the fans. I mean, I think uh, a lot of a lot of times what I see is like a comedian will get really famous and hot, and then you know after two years nobody wants to see them anymore. You know what I mean? Right. So like, yeah, yeah, sure. I feel like it's kind of like you know manage your blow up a little bit. Um, 
but I, obviously, you know, that's not a problem I have just yet or anything. But uh, uh, no, I'd say you're doing it really well. I think you've got. It seems like you've got it completely under control. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I do. <laughs> I need to be putting more work into like, you know, traveling around more, going to festivals and stuff. But, but yeah, really, I'm just, you know, before I do that, I'm just trying to, you know, sharpen my skills and all that. But, but yeah, with the, uh, I think that is, that is a good point. You know, a lot of times, you know, I mean, uh, you know, Burt Kreischer is probably not as crazy just sitting down talking to him as he is on stage, you know? Yeah, so. sure. Yeah. Yeah. But. Although I don't know, I heard him on that Joe Rogan podcast. He he might be the same all the time. I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure. <laughs> he might have been a bad example. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But but yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, and a lot of times what I see with like uh, comedian led podcasts, it just turns into like a sort of like why are women so terrible sort of thing. You know, I mean, yeah. like I don't yeah. want to talk about that. Yeah, they kind of seem to kind of go down to whatever's been hitting in society, and even if that horse has been dead for a while, they'll they'll keep yeah. going at it. They've got jokes they haven't been able to try out yet. So yeah, I, I uh, agree with you. The the aging comedian is like I don't know why they go so right wing so easily, but that's what I'm trying not to do. You know, right, <laughs> right, right. Well, it's um. I know you've got you've got you've got a lot going on. I, I do want to mention something. I didn't tell you I was going to bring this up. I did notice if you're if you're in the in the Columbia, South Carolina area, one of the things that the Post and Courier does well, that's actually through one of their publications called the Free Times. Uh, they do a best of every year, and um, it's it's one of those things where it's you know it's every everything that goes on in Columbia, from newscasters to uh music venues and stuff like that uh our man wayne here is on that list to be voted on this year i i'm okay with the free times except for the fact that i've been asking for years for somebody with all the podcasts we have in town for somebody to finally put one of us on there but no they still won't do a they still won't do a section for that but um oh no, I, I saw that this year oh they did they have a best local podcast, yeah. Oh, well, then I guess I just didn't freaking make it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you in there next no, year. No, <laughs> I didn't know that. I had no idea. Well, I wonder if whichever one's on there has been on since 2015. Um, <laughs> I, I did, uh, I did, I did, you know, I saw that you were on there. And I, I want to tell you something. I mean this wholeheartedly. And this is no offense to anybody else. I mean, Jen's been on it. Look, here's the thing. Everybody, Topher and I have talked about this before. Uh, when Jen Snyder's in town, Everybody's is fighting for second place. We all know that. Jen is fantastic. Yeah. She's mastered her craft. I still don't know why she's not national. And I, and I mean that wholeheartedly. This is not just me saying that. We're not like best friends or anything like that. I really mean that. I, I'm, I'm a very big fan of hers. I love all the work that Topher does. I think he's a very hardworking person, bringing comedy to a lot of different places. A long time ago, I read a quote. Uh, and it was by it was by Gilbert Gottfried, and I'm not gonna try to quote him because I'd screw it up. Plus, I can't do impersonations of him. I feel like if you do quote Gilbert Gottfried, <laughs> you should do that. But I want Gottfried now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. But one of the things that he said is um, uh, one of the most important things in being a comic that most people forget is just to be an inherently funny person. And I, I'm gonna tell you, no no shade to anybody else. But wait, I mean it. I don't know out of any of the other comics on there, I actually think is more of a funny person inherently than, than what you are. And I, I, oh, I, I, I do I do want you to know that I'm, I'm pulling for you to, to come in second to Jen this year because I, I know that's what everybody's doing. Uh, but uh, I, I really do think you do a, a great job. If people want to see you and keep up with you, uh, where's the best place for them to go to follow you? Yeah, I would say... Uh... Uh, either or both Twitter and Instagram. I'm at cousin Wayne, uh, no S on the cousin, you know, just uh, cousin Wayne. And yeah, I'm always putting up jokes and, you know, stand up videos when I get them and stuff. So y'all come check it out. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we certainly will do it. And whenever we see you, uh, whenever we see you doing something around here, we'll, we'll definitely throw you up there. But Hey, Wayne, thanks so much for spending time with us today, man. We really appreciate all the stuff you do and uh, looking forward to catch you again sometime soon, my man. Hey, thanks, Chad. Yeah, I'll probably be at our bar tonight if you're around. All so. right. Well, Sa sounds good. Might be a deal, man. All right, dude. All right, I'll see you. Waking up to you ain't easy. Knowing you're not really there. 
Another morning guarantees me Another night up in the air Yet another demonstration How easy I'm so tranquilized By some innate fascination And the slight turn of your eyes Break my heart, break it twice Break my heart, break it twice Break my heart, break it twice Third time's a charm Yeah, third time's a charm Put the pieces back together I want to thank Mr. Wayne Cousins again for joining us. What a, what a super cool guy. And uh, he, I did see him, Gardner's Outpost, the, uh, the show that Allie Johns did. And um, he, he's just hilarious. He's a, he's a really funny guy. Somebody asked me a question. They had sent in an email, and I thought it was very interesting. And they asked me, how do I watch comedy shows? And I, I sent them something back. And I was like, you got to clarify this for me. And like, you know, you go to... You go to um, you listen to music and you're there and whether you're talking or not, uh, you're still kind of in the, in the space of it. And so it kind of surrounds you. So sometimes it's a vibe. Sometimes you want to hear the musicians. Sometimes there's, there's, there's lyrics that you want to hear. And then sometimes there's shows where you try to grasp all of that. Um, and do you, do you have the same with, with, with comedy? I want to make sure that we're clear on this, and maybe this will help some people out. It is not the same. You do not go. You do not go the same way. I actually go a lot more unassuming to comedy. I don't try to think about what somebody may be talking about. I don't really think in my mind that I, I want them to even be topical. I'm just curious. So it's almost like going to, uh, if you've ever gone to an art exhibit, about going in and just saying, "Hey, I can't wait to see what this is." Maybe you know a little bit about what type of medium they use or, or how they express themselves, but I, I really go to comedy that way. You know, somebody once told me that they really look to see how people present themselves on stage. I, I think that's just something that happens. I, I don't think you should critique anybody that way, but I, if I can tell you anything, it's this. Number one, don't talk at comedy shows. Just don't. You're there to hear them talk, and, and that'll happen sometimes. Um, it's really kind of rude. <laughs> you don't go to the symphony and talk. Uh, you, you let the talkers talk and you enjoy it. Talk in between them if you want to. When that clown is up there in the middle uh, who's got the show going, you want to say something to somebody, you, you know, that's fine. Nobody cares if you talk during that guy. But uh, when the comedians are up there, don't. And what here's what I'd say do. Look for when they talk. Here, here's one of the things that really helps me enjoy. Uh, even if it's somebody whose material is not something I connect with, I look to see, uh, like, their pacing, how quickly they'll they'll they will tell a punchline. Uh, if they'll do things like callbacks, like they go back to a joke they took, uh, they said a few minutes ago, which is harder to do in a, in a five minute set if you're going to see open mics. But uh, if people try to do that, how they kind of craft where their jokes go, if they take you somewhere that you weren't expecting, that that's something I really like. And then, yeah, how does that fit with their stage presence? And that that's a thing. Yeah, that, that, that's a thing. I mean, it's it's it lets you know kind of where someone is probably in in their uh, feeling comfortable within their own skin. Wayne is very much that way. If I could describe it, you, if you go and see him, I promise you, you'll you'll love what he does. He is whether he has been on or off. I, I still think he's incredibly funny. He is someone who uh, does a very good job of surprising you, of always making sure that someone in the audience laughs at something uh, and everybody gets a chuckle out of something on there. And he, he really is somebody who I think is a is a very brilliant uh, comedian. So let me, I wanna, <laughs> I'm not trying to get out of trouble with what I said, but I, I want to I clarify a statement I made on there. I do think Wayne is inherently one of the funniest people I've ever met. He's just, when... He's just got that about him. He can go off track, and it's and it's not rehearsed, and something funny is going to come out of it. He's just got that persona that's that way. I do think he is really the funniest person that's a comedian that's around here right now. Absolutely do. Um, I was looking at something that was on the Facebooks, and I noticed something last night, too, with this whole Best of Columbia thing that I want to say off the top. I saw that Topher Riddle, who's been on the show before, uh, he wrote this very nice thing, and Topher is a very humble guy, and and he wrote why everybody who's on there should win, and he's right. And actually, uh, just about every comedian you've heard on this show is on there, with the exception of Allie Johns, and I think that's a shame, because Allie is, first of all, funny. She's just flat-out funny, 
It doesn't matter how hard she works or what she does to promote stuff. Ali John should be on that list. She not only is a very funny comedian, but she really works to give comedians in this area a stage. I think anybody anybody that's doing anybody who's doing anything like that that's going above and beyond certainly should be looked at. Topher does the same thing. Topher gives more people an audience uh, and a stage than 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 just about anybody. I mean, he's probably the hardest working comedian we got in this town. I would say arguably in this state. He probably is. And he's an extremely funny guy. I'm pretty dang sure it's going to go to Jen Snyder. And I'm pretty dang sure it should go to Jen Snyder. Jen Snyder is a very funny, very, she's on the verge of success. She's successful for here, but at any time the right person could find her and we would be saying goodbye to Jen. We can't wait for you to come home to tell the stories from the road. She, she is that funny of a comedian and she's an ultra nice person too. I love her to death. She does a lot to bring up comedians as well. Everybody on that list does something to help lift people up. And I love that about them. And that group is amazing. I do think, I, who's getting my vote? I, I don't know. It's Wayne. Just Okay, it's Wayne. That's, who's getting my vote? I do think all of them um, are phenomenal, and that's a good group. But Allie Johns absolutely should be on there. It's a shame that she was missed. So speaking of that, in the interview, Wayne and I talk about the best of. And some of you probably live in places where they have that. I'm going to tell you, so let me tell you the dark side of these things and i'm not my wife hates it when i do <laughs> when i do this with stuff having worked and done stuff in marketing and media and stuff i so let me just let me tell you how some of this works a lot of times when you are looking at these things you see a lot of corporate people uh, a lot of corporate things those are usually people that advertise in whatever entity is doing this so for the people that have advertised with them They'll put them up, and that, that's how you get it. Uh, not so much with music, musicians and things like that because they don't advertise with them. Um, but for, for the most part, that's generally what happens. So if you don't advertise with the paper, there's probably not a, a, a real big shot for you getting it. All right, there's, there's, there's behind the, the, the curtain just a little bit for you to know. That's not saying that all of it's that way. I mean, best jazz player, Mark, Mark Rapp is not out. <laughs> you know, uh, um, advertising so much in the paper, maybe, maybe call the jazzes. Sure. But there's, 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 there's areas where people, you know, do whatever. And by the way, anything that Mark Rapp is, is in line for, just vote for him. I, there's no reason not to that guy, man, that guy, that was a really good interview two years ago that I did with him. I really appreciated that one. I go back. That's one of the ones I actually go back and listen to every now and then. He said so much in that in that interview. What a great story about jazz in this area. God, it's just amazing. I think the, the other thing is that when we have businesses or if you're into promoting yourself, you like to see that because you like to get the accolades. My daughters are kind of that way. Let me tell you a little bit about Bryn. Bryn is super competitive. She is sweet. She is kind. She really wants to do things for other people. That's just the thing that she wants to do. There is a competitive streak with Bryn. She likes getting, she likes being notified. She likes the notoriety. Notified. She likes, she likes being able to uh, smile and say, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Like she likes that. She gets that from her dad. I'll admit. She she it's 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 a thing that makes her feel good. She likes that instant gratification or at least that visual gratification. That's a big thing for her. So she gets a lot of awards. She gets them at school and she gets them at, in the community and it's really cool to see her do that. And because I'm very proud of her because I know at her core she really wants to do something good. She really wants to do the best she can for herself. She really wants to lift up those around her. That is something that she does. She does not want to put somebody down. However, I, I will tell you where she does it right, and I've always been concerned about this. Um, Maria has always been ultra concerned about this, but I've seen it over the past two years because I've watched very closely. When my wife pointed this out. Bryn uses it when she's out of gas, when she's tired. And she does not like to admit that she's tired. But I can see it in her wanting to move to something different, and then she will bring herself back. And I know, I know, and I'll hear something in a conversation about some kind of, some kind of award 
or some kind of uh, you, know, you get your name in the paper or on this list. And that that carrot on that end of the stick is not something that's a perpetual uh, problem for her because she never reaches it. She knows how to pull that out when she needs it. She's she's very sharp, and I appreciate that about her. And I think she does it in a very healthy way. Our other daughter, Sterling, is very – she's a lot like her sister. She's very sweet. She's very kind. She does a lot of the work behind the scenes. She's a lot like her mom. Sterling will come home and act crazy. She'll be the class clown even outside of class. She is the one that is my moon child. She is a whimsical um, at the least. She is absolutely uh, phenomenal with, with her um, – with her style and her individuality, but she is not someone who colors inside the lines, and she does that on purpose. She is also incredibly talented, really talented. Some of you have seen the videos we've put up, and the audio is even bad on those. She had a recital the other day um, at the Coger Center here in Columbia, and she blew everybody away. She's just phenomenal. She likes recognition as well. The other day she did a cheer camp and she didn't get an award and she's always won an award and they they generally they kind of give them to the smaller kids and she was kind of down about that because she does the same thing too when she's away somewhere for the week oh you know what they at least give out awards so I I, I can at least strive for it and she puts that carrot on the end of the stick the thing about that is as you get older I think the 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 story these two girls will tell you something. There's sometimes just not a carrot, or you're just not going to get it. Sometimes that notoriety is, is not there. And the thing that stinks about that is why it's great to reach for that. It, it stinks when you really find that you never really had a chance because something wasn't really there. I want to go back to talking about the comedian's that are in line for this award. It is very easy to give it to Jen Snyder. She's put in the work. She's been around for a long time. She's been very successful. She's very good at what she does. She's a good person. It's hard to find a reason to not vote for her. It's very, very hard to not do that. But the thing about it is, is I would hate for someone like Wayne to be discouraged because he didn't get it. I would hate for someone like Topher to be discouraged. Don't get me wrong. Both of those guys will be happy as hell for Jen when she wins. And there's not a part of them that will be jealous about it. I, I, I know that for a fact. But the one thing you worry about with awards like this is it, it doing something to where it causes someone to not, to not want to continue. It takes away that motivation that they may have put there because eventually you see uh, that carrot is just a phantom. And that phantom limb exists in front of you, and you may feel it, but you're never going to grab it. So what does that mean, I think, about awards? I think awards are useless? No, not at all. Don't, take, don't, don't get me wrong on this. I think notifications and, and, and I think um, being able to get up on stage and be able to smile and say thank you very much. And I think uh, there's some things that are very, very good. I do not watch award shows though and the reason why is like i said at the beginning of the show there's there's two different things there's award shows which are just chances for people to pat themselves on the back that they already knew what they were getting anyway or they're promoting whatever thing is that they've got going on for them um i do believe it's just, just me that uh in the music industry with grammys that it's if payola still exists it's there I, I do. I think it comes up with, with them wanting to promote certain people or if people have paid the Academy. I, I just do. I, some of you don't think so. I get that. Don't Please don't send me the hate mail. I've been having this discussion for years with people. But I do think when you're uh, voted on amongst your peers, that's something that's very incredible. And I think that one of the things that I've enjoyed seeing, uh, and I've seen it more in this uh, comedian community, uh, is them lifting each other up when they see whose names are on that ballot and whose names aren't. And I think at the end of it all, that that's better than winning the, or, or let's, let's be honest, coming in second to Jen Snyder on the, on the awards. I think a lot of times we do that. I think a lot of times we're, we're, we're working our business 
and we're working ourselves so hard and we're we're working at a craft and, and we get down because we haven't been as successful as we've wanted to be. And then an opportunity like this comes along that could give you uh, some publicity, that could give you a, a little bit of a shout out in the, in the community, that, that could help you out a little bit, maybe in your marketing. And you really, really want it and you don't get it. And it just piles on that list of things where you haven't been before. Why am I saying all this? I'm going to go all the way back to to Wayne and I talking. One of the things that I love about Wayne is, did you hear what he said? Yeah, I should spend a little bit more time writing. Yeah, I, I need to probably do this too. Hey, these guys go out there and they book shows. God knows I don't want to do that. Because what I think that I hear from Wayne, and he comes across this way anytime I've talked to him, is Wayne is a very balanced individual. Wayne... I think deep down, at least knows he's good. He's got confidence. He, he he knows he does a good job on stage. I'm not gonna say he's egotistical or anything, but he 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 he's got confidence. He knows he's good at his craft. He knows he can continue to get better. He knows that there is opportunities. He knows where he can work, but he knows that right now it's better that he spends time doing this. And keep in mind, all these comedians also have to have jobs that support them. So they do have to. You only have so much energy in a day, man. Let, let me tell you, I mean, I, I could do a whole show on that. I think it's really important to be balanced, to, to be appreciative when you can, but not let your heart go out so far um, that you get crushed when something doesn't come through. Oh, there are times we want to swing for the fences. Sure. But I think a lot of times in that balance, we find that the awards and the accolades come, but success in the way that we see it when it's all said and done means very little about that stuff. It, it, it really has more to do with the people that Bryn helps. Sterling not getting the award, yeah, but throughout the whole week, there was a girl, she doesn't know that I know this, there was a girl that was disabled that was at this cheerleading camp, and Sterling watched out for her the whole weekend, the whole week. She made sure she was included, and if she, feel, she was a little confused on one of the dances, she would help out. It means, it means more than any other award. The fact that despite it all, even without the notoriety, they'll continue to do it. But every now and then that that it's there, they want to shoot for something. I, I hope that what both of them do is they find a different target. It is great. Bryn's wall is littered with awards. Sterling's is too, don't get me wrong. She wins quite a few and does extremely good at, extremely well at school as well. And, and and she's really good in a lot of other places. But that stuff is fleeting. I think a lot of times we we need to look at what we're trying to do. So, yeah, there was a group of podcasts. Yeah, the state paper finally did it. None of them, none of them were people that were just, hey, I've got a microphone in front of me. I'm going to make something happen. They didn't look past the past year or two. All these people have like 40 shows. <laughs> it's like these two chiropractors that advertise in the free times and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I see that. Although I will tell you this: if I if I if if I if I quit this bit here that I'm doing, uh, the All About Nothing podcast is really good. If there's one to vote for out of that group, it's that one, uh, hands down. I don't know if they'll win. They should win. They they are really good. That's a really really good show. Have they been around since 2015? And they stretched all over the world and had uh, guests from all corners of the globe on their show. I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. But uh, but when it comes down to it, you know what meant more for me. And and, and if I'm being honest, and the reason why I made the Facebook post, when I made the Facebook post, if you didn't see it, I I, I screenshotted the the actual ballot. Because I was happy to see that podcasts were on there. You know, it, it's good to see uh, that being, that getting the 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 comeuppance that it deserves. Because this medium is one that allows for people to have conversations on different levels and give a voice to people that we haven't really had since, like, ham radio operators. And let's face it, nobody was listening to those tinfoil hat guys anyway. Um. It is really good to see that, and I, I do applaud uh, the, the Columbia Free Times for finally including that. I think it's I think it's really good. Any of you that have shows out there that we've we've talked about before, like you know, I think Lisa Mustard does a great job with her show. Um, she does a, a lot of uh, mental health 
physical health. She is she is a great show. Really good person. Connects a lot of people in the community. Uh, the boys over at Riot House podcast, sure, but Billy Riot's uh, Beauty and the Breakdown has been phenomenal and just a, a bold, bold step, bold step for him. And I, I could not be more proud and more ashamed that I don't have that kind of courage. I'm, I'm very, very impressed with him. There are some good ones out there. Uh, just like I guess we're all like the Ali Johns of the group uh, that, I, that I know are out there working really hard and doing great things for, for people. No matter what you're doing, it's nice to get voted uh, amongst your peers. It's nice to get that publicity. It can do a lot for you. It certainly can. It can, it can really – sometimes it can change your business. But don't think that's the only thing that can do it. Just because somebody, I mean, let's face it, you get lucky sometimes. People get lucky. I get lucky a lot, man. And I'm glad. I'm glad that I do. But the lucky times never mean as much to me as the grind it out, roll the sleeves up, do what I can, make it kind of way. My wife and I were talking, one last thing. My wife and I were talking, and I was thinking about Wayne. And I was thinking about some of these comedians we've had on the show. And I was thinking about all of you that I get emails from that talk about your business and how it grows. And we were talking last night about how there's two things. People either, there's two ways people find success. Either like a rocket, they just take off and they just, all the luck is there. They, they start at the right place at the right time with the right stuff. Everything was just perfect. It was just a rocket that just shot right up. Or you take off like a plane. And it, and it gradually increases, and you know there's probably some up and downs, and there's like some some back and forth, and, and you finally get up to where you want to go. I'm gonna be honest, the ones that I see that are longer lasting are the ones that are the planes, the ones that have had to really grind it out, the ones that have tried things, the ones that have failed, the ones that haven't gotten the notoriety, the people that aren't as good as them, the people that find that you know you've heard the stories before. Michael Jackson was cut from his middle school basketball team. What did I say? Did I say Michael Jackson? I think I said Michael Jordan. Maybe this is why you don't get awards, Chad. I think if there's anything that I want you to know is no matter which way you go, no matter how you are, whether you're trying to be a successful entertainer, whether you're running a business, uh, whether you're teaching and you're trying to, to be become a better teacher or, or, or reach more kids in a certain way, whether you're a social worker, whether you work in the medical field, whatever you view as success, don't don't always look for the easy way. I'm not saying it might not find you. It might. But I'm going to tell you right now, I haven't had anybody ever on this show, no matter how famous they've been, that ever got there the easy way. And that's on purpose. Because I think for all of us, that's really what we should strive for. It's not awards, it's what you do. It's not how much money you get in, but the money will come. It's not about uh, whether or not uh, everybody sees you as the best in your field. Are you able to do what you love doing? Are people able to consume what it is you're trying to do? And do you feel, you, do you feel proud of what you've done each and every day? That, that my friends, the thing. Go see Wayne wherever he is. Promise you, you'll love it. Thanks for stopping by the bar. We've picked up your tab, but if you'd like to leave the best bartenders you know a tip, head over to patreon.com forward slash local bar and support the show. Any support is greatly appreciated. If you'd like to drop us a line, send your emails to chad at localbarmedia.com. Thanks for coming in. See you next week. This podcast is part of a local bar media. For this and other shows, visit localbarmedia.com. I know you better than you think you know yourself. You're not so different.